My name is Caroline Killalay, and in August 2018, I was diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. In the 10 months until I got the all clear, I met some amazing people who I will be talking to over this first series, and together we will be taking the positive, the purpose, and panic out of cancer. Welcome to episode one of my podcast, Taking the P Out of C. I was diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. I had a mastectomy and lymph clearance surgery in the September and a second surgery in January 2019. During my cancer experience, I met some truly amazing people and they helped and supported me immensely in many different ways. The first person I want you to meet is my friend and hypnotherapist Dee Bryan. Let's go straight to the interview. And here we are. Hi there, Dee. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Excellent. Well, really today we're going to be looking at how you were one of the people that inspired me. And do you remember? Do you remember when I was at the hospital and panic? One of the first P's, panic. Do you remember I phoned you? I'd just been told I was going to have to have a breast implant. Um, I, I spend more time choosing my foundation in boots. Um, and I phoned you and I was saying, what do I do? Because I, I was panicking because I had to make a really important decision and time was the essence. And you calmed me down. Well, I only did what, what a friend would do. Um, you know, and obviously working with so many um, patients over the years, um, I just wanted to help you uh, on a human level as a friend. So, you know, um, I only did what, what comes naturally to me. Well, exactly. And what I should do is introduce the fact that Dee is also not only a friend, but she is a hypnotherapist. And before we start about how much it inspired and helped me, tell me, Dee, what, what exactly is hypnotherapy and your experience working with, with cancer patients? Well, hypnotherapy really is um, is a deep state of relaxation. It's not what people often think when they see um, stage hypnosis. When um, people have lots of preconceptions, they think it's some sort of mind control. Um, they think they won't come back to from wherever they've been, um, and it's not at all like that. It's a deep level of relaxation, which basically quietens down the busy conscious part of our brain. Um, and that allows the subconscious to open up and that's the part of our brain where we can make suggestion and make positive changes. So whatever it is you're trying to change or if you're trying to reduce anxiety, whatever it might be, um, the subconscious is the thing that will, will help us to make those, those changes that we need to. So it's about relaxing quietening down the, sub the conscious part of our brain and opening up the subconscious. And once we can access the subconscious, then, you know, anything is possible. And that's why, and hypnotherapy is a very, very gentle therapy. Um, you know, it's just relaxation. It's somebody lying on a couch. And, you know, I would start with um, um, a muscular relaxation of the body, 
um, which then leads to some sort of a visualization. So it could be a beach, it could be being out um, having a walk in the countryside, it could be anything. Um, and so getting, just quietening down the conscious part of the brain and um, allowing then. And then the hypnotherapist would start to make whatever suggestions are relevant to that particular person and what they're trying to achieve. And then over a period of time, perhaps a few sessions, they will start to feel more positive um, and, and things start to improve quite naturally. It's not anything, um, it, people think it's sort of something big and you know something major, but it's very subtle in the way that it works. Um, and it's so gentle, there's, there's nothing for anyone to worry about. And there's no control whatsoever. It's, it's just really giving someone the tools and to learn how to relax in a very, very calming, gentle way, in a way that we don't get to relax in our day-to-day -day lives because most people's lives are so incredibly busy and fraught that you know we don't get that wonderful, wonderful relaxation. So just even, you know, if you're not even struggling with anything in life, hypnotherapy is just a wonderful thing for us all to have, just mm. in, in a, you know, just as a way of looking after ourselves, um, in fact. So, yeah, yeah. that's basically well, I, I, I became um, quite, um, not obsessed, but it became my um, preference when I had moments of panic, and especially in the early days when you have to make decisions, you have diagnosis, you have biopsies, MRIs, all those things which um, have got pretty challenging because mm -hmm. before before you're diagnosed you see, you know, do you remember we were away weren't we and, and mm -hmm. I was fine and, and everything and, and it was a shock to you three days after oh, we my. got back I suddenly said I've got breast cancer, I've got invasive breast cancer. Um, you suddenly feel okay and then suddenly you're not okay. So I'll just turn that alarm off. Right, so also Dee, one of the reasons I felt um, so confident turning to you is I know you have so much experience with cancer patients. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about where you work and where you've worked and the patients that you've dealt with with panic? Because that's very much was a theme in my early days was the panic of treatment and the, just the diagnosis itself. Well, yes, um, I started my, um, my working life with cancer um, back in 2001 um, when I worked in the NHS um, in a general hospital and um, I had very little experience at that, at that time of anybody that I knew that had cancer so it was quite a new area for me. Um, and I worked as a complementary therapist. I wasn't doing hypnotherapy at that time, so I was doing massage, reflexology, aromatherapy, um, and a bit of Reiki as well. Um, and I was there for about 10 years. Um, I left the NHS, and then a couple of years later, um, I got a job in Harley Street, working in the private sector um, with a lot more international patients um, you know, we had at Harley Street. And it was there that um, I was able to practice hypnotherapy because there were um, a lot of people on board where I was working that really wanted to start hypnotherapy. And they were absolutely thrilled that 
I had that skill and that I would be able to, we would be able to offer that to our patients. So um, for about four years, I, I offered hypnotherapy uh, to cancer patients. And it's absolutely brilliant for, I would say, general anxiety after post-diagnosis. Um, you know, trying to get people to come to terms with their diagnosis. Then, of course, they're on literally a treadmill of surgery, treatment, um, and all of that. So they've got a lot of things that they're trying to, to cope with in a very, very short space of time and very, and very, very quickly um, decisions have to be made. Um, so it's very, very natural from the moment a, a patient is diagnosed with cancer that immediately they will go into panic mode, into anxiety mode, into shock. And so that would, that would apply to any of us, you know, for any of us to have a diagnosis like that, we would react in that way. It wouldn't be normal for somebody, for example, um, to think, oh, great, I've got cancer. Yeah, you know, exactly. I feel really chilled <laughs> out about that. That just, that would not be normal. So, um, you know, it's perfectly understandable that people will be in that place for quite some time. The trouble is when you stay in that place, exactly. it, becomes, it becomes detrimental because I remember waiting outside uh, every cancer patient that I meet, because obviously I go to um, uh, cancer groups, um, everybody can tell you the day they sat outside mm. the consultant's office mm. and waited for their name um, and they were told you'll never forget the date mm. and it is almost an out-of-body experience yeah. because it is um, it, I think actually in the whole of life it is the most extreme stress you will ever get because mm. um, you know it could well be bad news you usually have got an indication they're very very good these mm. days they do give you um, a rough idea that they're expecting mm -hmm. um, a positive outcome um, and that's that's when I would uh, I remember you sent me some lovely tapes for calming me down because I found I used to lay there at night night times really really tough it's always the worst time three in the morning yeah. um, because everybody's saying you know I'll be there for you mm. but at three in the morning you are on your own mm. and actually whether you have someone holding your hand or not you have to do it by yourself mm -hmm. and when any cancer patient realizes eventually that they have to find some strength within them mm -hmm. so that panic has to be harnessed mm -hmm. um, and listening to your tapes post uh, I remember waiting to go in down to surgery and I had my headphones in and I could hear you I remember your tape the one you gave me was I walked down into a garden because mm -hmm. obviously I love flowers mm -hmm. I walk down the steps and by the time I've got to the bottom, I'm calm mm. and I'm breathing calm. And then mm. we're sitting on a bench and I've got roses and I've got smells. Straight away, my body, mm. my physiological body is in mm. a different place yeah. and the mind will follow. And I, mm. I many times would go back to that mm. and, and mm. find that great. And do you find though there's people, um, various procedures. Um, I remember having so many, mm. I, I, they were putting needles in the back of my hand to the point mm. they couldn't put them in anymore mm. so they had to do it further up my arm. Yes. Um, do you find that can be a problem as well with, oh, the, with ab the panic? Absolutely. I mean that's one of the biggest problems that most people have is um, the sort of fear of medical procedures. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, it could, it could be anything. It could be, well, cannulating is a very common thing because 
after a while veins become quite difficult to get into so the more difficult it becomes the longer it takes the longer it takes the more distressed the patient becomes mm -hmm. so it, it, it just sort of snowballs from there um, so you know yeah it's um, and lots of you know some people are terrified of surgery for example mm -hmm. so you know it, people are, are phobic about having chemotherapy um, I remember having a patient who was very, very distressed at the thought of having what she felt was poison going into her body. Um, and she just could not get her head around the fact that she had to have this treatment. Um, no matter what anyone said to her, she had spent a lot of time with nurses and medical people who were trying to reassure her. Um, and then when I, when I saw this particular patient all I did was work with her feet and that seemed to calm her down mm -hmm. um, and so you know complementary therapies are a very very important very very important supportive therapy for cancer patients you know the the um, you know the the medications the surgery all of those things are absolutely vital um, you know for for a patient they they need to have all of that stuff but uh, working alongside that, you know, having, having the TLC, as I've always said, and many, many patients over the years have, have told me how much, how much they value the, the supportive therapy because they get an hour with a therapist, which they would never have, where they can relax, where they can talk, whether they can just get everything off their chest that they're worrying about that perhaps they can't talk to their families about and that's mm. so yeah. so key um, that that's a very true point is is when you're in that state of, of panicking about it all um, you almost don't want to start talking to your family because you mm. don't want them to panic as well mm. because if they're panicking and you're panicking mm. you're feeding each other and exactly you came as uh, um, a, a really inspired me to actually take control and it became a very positive influence again mm. another one of my peas mm. um, it was the panic I felt initially then with the help of hypnotherapy and the tools it gave me it then helped me become positive mm. uh, positive I was becoming a positive positive partner to my medical team um, so they didn't have to deal with me falling apart they mm. just had to get on with curing me mm -hmm. or doing what they could do um, which you know obviously for me is surgery um, and so that was a, a positive thing and it feeds mm -hmm. itself doesn't it well it's very I mean it's so much easier for medical for the medical profession to do their job when they have got a patient that obviously is more positive and is coping well I mean we you know most people will realize that if you're positive that's going to have such a positive effect on your mind and your body and your emotions. Yes I hear that the nurses kept saying to me if you have a positive attitude it it really helps you healing yeah. Yeah. And, I, and we hear that and you think really? Yeah I think it I, I mean I I think without a doubt it, it it must do because so many people have said that to me so I'm I'm and, and even in, in, in my own life, whenever I'm positive, I can cope so much better. Mm. Everything seems so much better. You know, our thoughts are 
our brains, in a, in a way, can either be our best friend or our worst enemy. And, you know, um, it depends on wh what choice you make. And it is up to us. We have the choice which, which way we go. Um, I've seen many, many people over the years who are really, really positive in how they cope. Um, with having cancer, but I've seen the other extreme as well, where they it doesn't matter what support they have, how much support they get, they just cannot get out of that highly anxious state, and it makes the whole process of going through the cancer a hundred times more difficult for them. Um, but I guess we're all, we're all wired differently. But you know, definitely, if one can try and find ways and find tools and access support services that can help you um, you know to yeah, to I obviously become more positive and be be proactive about about your health that's the one thing I realized Caroline that you've always been very very proactive and certainly through your cancer you dealt with it so incredibly positively I know as most people you would have had your dark days and your dark hours and moments as everybody would but on the whole I you know I've got so much respect for the way that you handled oh, everything you. you know you brilliant well, I, th I think as well is, is you know once I got the tools and obviously I'm, I'm very blessed I've got you as a friend and some other close friends of mm -hmm. ours and being positive is also I think something I found and I remember you telling me don't put up with any mm. you know mm. um, with being positive about who you surround yourself with be positive that you are going to look after yourself and i'll give an example is that i met somebody um that i'd worked with i won't na name anyone and straight away she said yes my mother had that and died now what am i supposed to do with that mm. um and i walked away because we don't as a cancer patient we don't need that okay. uh, and i would hear people say yes my mother's brother's dog had that and its legs dropped off i mean it's it's crazy uh cancer is so personal mm. it's so uh individual that uh, now i'm very positive that i have to look after myself um i used to be uh, like a lot of ladies you know i didn't want to offend people and you, you put up with behaviors or friendships mm -hmm. that are perhaps negative yeah. um, so now if somebody is like that or they're demanding of me I say no I can't do that date mm. thank you no and be positive that I'm in the driving seat and I my doctors looked after me and my surgeon looked after me and my breast care nurse now I've got to do something as well um, and I think I got that from you know you you were telling me how you know only I can decide mm -hmm who influences me and what was the saying they say you know you, you can only be influenced if some if you let somebody you exactly know? Um, yes. and I don't let them now mm. so that um, was a very important thing is about being positive um, and I know you were saying you know uh, luckily I didn't have chemo but can hypnotherapy help people during chemo I mean the chemotherapy and the hot flushes I mean mm. can that even mm. make a difference Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, with breast cancer in particular, women have to go on treatment afterwards, which unfortunately plunges them straight into the menopause. But they don't have a menopause in a natural way, like like a woman would when she when her body is ready to go through the the menopause. It can be quite extreme. So the hot flushes and the night sweats just come on all of a sudden 
full pelt and they just don't know how to deal with them. Wow. So hypnotherapy is absolutely brilliant for controlling hot flushes and what it enables people to do is to be in control of them, not the flushes in control, um, for them to be in control of the flushes, not the mm. other way around. Um, needle phobia is very, very common. Um, I always, if I'm seeing somebody who wants hypnotherapy while they're having chemotherapy, I kind of use examples of, imagine you've got um, the chemotherapies acting like Pac-Man, the old computer game, yeah. and literally just biting away and chomping away at all the cancer cells until they've all gone. See, I like that, you know. because that's a real visualisation. That's that a visualisation. No. It's actually working for you. Exactly. It's a, it's a, although it's a, a nasty thing for those side effects, it's a positive thing because it's a getting better thing. It is. I like that Pac-Man. It is. Gobbling it up. So it's gobbling up the cancer and people can uh, often really relate to that they like that they can understand that and it as you say it's it's a very visual thing so that seems to work quite well with people but you know I think chemotherapy is a is a big problem for most patients because everything you hear about chemotherapy yeah. before you've had cancer is always very negative but you you know when you are faced with it and that is your mainstay treatment that is going to be right for you then you have to find a way of allowing it into your body somehow um, and that can be quite a challenge for for a lot of people but once you can and you imagine it actually working for you rather than working against you yes the side effects as you've just mentioned Carolina you know uh, can be quite devastating for a lot of people but instead of focusing on those side effects just focusing on getting rid of the cancer and that's what I would you know always suggest when I'm doing a, um, a hypnotherapy that's the sort of suggestion I'd be putting in um, you know into somebody's subconscious so that they can accept that actually this is working for me this is going to be a positive thing for me because otherwise chemotherapy always has a very negative press and oh it does you know yes. And the only I think that's the biggest fear is I remember talking to friends um, and also waiting in the waiting room, um, waiting to hear from my oncologist whether he felt I needed um, chemotherapy. And in your mind, you're thinking, well, if I have to have it, I have to have it. But at the back of your mind, you're going, no, please. But yeah, y you are resigned to it. Um, and it is, yeah, it's a big step for a lot of people. But like, I do like that. Um, gobbling up and uh, being aware it is it's for a reason and it's, yes uh, and you get your bad days you get your good days mm. um, and that's again we come on to my other P which is purpose there is a purpose to mm. chemotherapy mm. and the purpose is is to kill cancer and mm. it also mm. kills good cells and bad cells but there is a big P there which mm. is it has a purpose yes and fighting it is not going to help you because your aim is to get better. Yes. So the purpose of chemotherapy, of radiotherapy, is to rid you of that cancer mm. so you can get back onto, onto life. But it's finding your purpose. And for me, this podcast has become my purpose because I want, I want everybody listening to find their D. It might be D. If, you're, <laughs> if you live in this area, I will share her. I will. Um, but I want people to know that there are tools out there. There are Ds out there 
that can help them and it does no harm mm. that's the bit i love it does no harm mm. um and i always feel as well uh, in my situation i used to have three jobs i now have one my purpose was to step back mm. and look at my life mm -hmm. i realized the purpose is now to look at my life and it might be a time where you find a purpose that you need to knit. You know, we always had like to do that one day. Mm. It might be knitting, mm. it might be sewing, it might be singing, it might be telling someone you love them. It might be doing a podcast. And it might be doing, but exactly, you see, and that's, that is what I want people is, is to find the purpose. And do you find people when you meet them through their journey, when they've, you've seen them at panic, you, you've helped them be positive for their chemo with their mm -hmm. Paxmen. Mm -hmm. You've helped them be positive about needles um, and the panic that obviously diagnosis brings. Um, do you find that people also find a purpose? In hypnotherapy, they, a little part of their subconscious goes, but I've always wanted to be mm -hmm. a teacher. Or a physiotherapist. They, well, they do find their purpose, and I think a lot of a lot of people going on this particular journey, if you like, of having cancer is that once you've had cancer, I've had it said to me so many times, once you've had cancer, nothing is ever as bad as that. And so therefore, it, it makes them reevaluate their lives. So all the things they've been putting up with, it could be really not toxic relationships, it could be anything. It's given them the strength, because if you can get through cancer, you can get through anything, and it's made people look at their lives as you've just said it makes you look at your life try and find a bit more of a balance because I would say that the vast majority of people I ever met have always had a certain period of stress of several years of stress leading up to the cancer so you know it's about how how you manage your stress how to, how you manage your your work-life balance all of those things you know they're very cliched and people talk about those things all the time but actually that's that's what we just need to do is find a bit of balance too much of anything mm. is never going to be good for us ultimately we we think we can keep going and keep going but it you know it will manifest itself either in a mental health issue or or in a physical um, is, um, health issue so you know I think it's it's uh, it's our way of stopping us when when we when we're faced with any kind of illness I think it's somebody saying to us you've got to stop now and you've got to look at your life you've got a chance so make the most of it do something with it and People have, I've had many conversations where people have said, actually, having gone through all this now, I know what I'm going to do. I need to do this now. I need to change my job. I need to change my relationships, whatever it might be. But it's certainly, you know, again, one of those sayings that is banded about quite a lot. It's a wake up call. Oh, yeah, and, yes. um and so, you know, I, th I feel that we have a lot to learn. Cancer is quite a transforming time um, for most people, and there's a lot to learn from it. Um, and I think most people do learn something from it. Otherwise, it's a totally wasted experience if you don't learn anything from it. Um, but I know you have, Caroline, oh, certainly. Without a doubt. And I think that's that 
again, you know, I say my purpose. My purpose was to reevaluate my life. Positive was to to do new things, and mm-hmm. I have. And I mm-hmm. and for my next year, I will be forever striving. Mm-hmm. I'm forever pushing myself, but in a nice way mm-hmm. that's not exhausting. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we will do things because we think we should, mm-hmm. um, but really we should be doing things and learning things because we want to, and they enrich us and they excite us. Um, and the panic. Um, Yes, I mean, whenever I'm coming up for a um, uh, my my usual checkup, I will get your tape out. <laughs> I will be listening to you in the waiting room because um, I've learnt that you can't actually change anything. No. Whatever um, a machine will find, will find, mm-hmm. and actually you should then ta- turn it round and go thank goodness for that mm-hmm. because um, denial is not going to help me. Mm-hmm. So um, I will progress, enjoying life. Um, because none of us know Um, and obviously what I want to say with last thoughts on this you know we found the three P's for this particular podcast and that is you know covering that panic that well uh, the positive that we get from the experience and and the purpose of it all but um, you obviously must have a website um, and what we'll do is we'll put the link to your website, which obviously has got a lot more written information about hypnotherapy if people want to find out more. And obviously in a couple of months, Dee will have um, one of her uh, podcasts, not podcasts, CDs, CDs uh, on that for people to buy and, and listen to. Um, and so find that we'll have it in the description of this podcast and then you can have a look at it and then check it out in another couple of months and when we've got the link for purchasing then we can is there is there anything you apart from making me another cup of tea um is there anything else you'd like to add Dee? um well i'd just like to um if that's all right with you mention my website address yes um which is www greenside therapies so that's all one word greenside therapies.co.uk um, and you'll be able to find my website and see what um, what what I have on offer um, but yeah thank you very much indeed Caroline oh, indeed. it's it's been wonderful and, and again I look forward to chatting to everybody again and I look forward to having you as my listeners again Bye.